the next big thing from Mercedes-Benz invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Rob Carlton. Rob Carlton is hey. here, the class up the show a bit, and just before uh, the intro there, we were having a discussion about what would be the best segment we could do mm. to have <laughs> us ripped off the air yeah. in the first five minutes of the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Coprophagia Corner, you were pushing for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look. I thought maybe a phone poll yeah. of which race steals the most. Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. I've I'm got a couple of them. New Zealanders. Yes, hey, yeah. <laughs> or an hour of Jake Wall stories, ah, you said. Would that work? What I do have is uh, Peter Andre's Coke tan. That's going to be good. Uh, the German police on the prowl for women who are stealing breast implants. No. And for the fourth day in a row, we're sizzling up, do you look like Kim Jong-il? Are we going <laughs> to finally do that? Today yeah. is the day. Robbie is the man. I'm excited about that. I've been auditioning uh, for the Kim Jong-il role. Uh, <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's a nationwide search. It's because he's looking for doubles to do the dirty work. Absolutely. Yes. Aussies oh, that look North Korean. We've run out of... We'd love to talk till the music runs out. Here it get this. It's just an infection that's locally contained, treatable with antibiotics. Ah, that'd be midnight oil. Here it get this. Last one for the week around the nation. I'd be Tony Martin serving the snacks in the sidecar. It's Ed Cavalier. Hello, morning. Uh, bending the buttons to his inordinate will. <laughs> it's Richard Marsley. And a round of phony applause, if you would, for actor Rob Carlton. Yeah. Tony, Back yeah, for more. Rich, great to see you all. Let me just lay out the resume for those hey, who missed the last time you were on. You've got great actors like yes. you've got Russell Crowe, yep. you've got uh, Jeffrey Rush, yep. you've got Shane Porteous. Yep. They've all won Oscars overseas. <laughs> yes. But have they, as Rob Carlton has, yep. have they blown up the same building twice? Yeah in two different episodes of Water Rats as two different characters. Have I they, think not. Have they been chased out of every fictional uh, Australian town for trying to touch people up? <laughs> I think not. Have they gone toe-to-toe with Alf, the Reverend Bob, uh, all these people? No, I think not. Did you take on the Reverend Bob in and Reverend, uh, the Reverend Bob and I went face-to-face. Yeah, uh, how'd that turn out? Okay, sure, he got the upper hand, uh, right? But I think I held my own uh, pretty well for a young kid. He, who's the most beloved Australian, uh, you know, character that you've uh, beaten up on? Molly from A Country Practice. Oh, really? <laughs> what did she do to Molly? Know, well, it was in her dying days. Um, yeah. And uh, look, you know, I may have. I may have, I may have stolen the pig. Oh. Um, there, there was Doris. There was a lot going on in yeah. uh, Wandon Valley in those days. And you've got to remember that Wandon Valley doctors stole my testicle, Ed. That's right. So it's not that like I didn't have a, you know. You never got that back. It wasn't a two-parter. No, I didn't. I could have got, if, if I'd gone to Burrigan where they'd sent it, yeah. I could have retrieved it. But. All testicles the, uh, go to Burrigan eventually. Now, yeah. I've, known, I've known Rob uh, years and years and years. Mm. Right? And the, uh, the second time I ever saw Rob was at the, uh, the Sydney University. They were doing an impro show at lunchtime, yes. and it was a packed house. It's always a packed house. Five hundred plus in the uh, in the play, in the bar of a Thursday afternoon, right. rowdy and or drunk. Uh, and Robbie got up on stage with uh, Andrew O'Keefe from Deal or No Deal, yes. and they played theatre sports in a two-man team called Lick Me, I Know You're Dirty. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> wow. Well, we went, on to, we, we went on to expand the Lick Me, I Know You're Dirty um, franchise. They had their go. Uh, well, we included Adam Spencer oh, uh, yeah. as well, who you may, may have heard of. And the three of us did a show called Lick Me, I Know You're Dirty down at the Bat and Ball Hotel in, uh, in Cleveland Street, Surrey Hills. <laughs> right. It was a fantastic show. Covered a lot of the current, current affairs. <laughs> 
Um, hey, now, so you've obviously yeah. worked with Ed in the uh, theatre sports I have. sense. Renee, one of our listeners, has emailed saying, I'm a big fan of Ed's. We miss him at Sydney Uni Theatre Sports. Ah, uh, Renee. Yes. But, oh, ringing bells, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what, Renee or the, or the gig? Renee, I think, is what... Uh, keep going. Okay. Uh, oh, okay, something in a broom cupboard? Fine, I'll skip that Stop bit. That, I was very disappointed to hear that he doesn't like Veronica Mars. <laughs> what? When did we say that? Is that something we said, is it? What was he referring to, uh, Veronica yeah. Marsland, our, looking our extra, panel operator? Looking extra windswept today, Rich. Yeah, no, I'm growing out the beard. Done something? <laughs> you're, growing, you're growing a beard. Certain little something, a bit of moisturiser. Oh. What's the beard for? Is that for a sketch on Rose? <laughs> I wish, no, it's just a... Uh, is that for sex office? Look, no, it should be, really. Let's cut to the chase. Let's yeah. cut to the chase, Rich. Yeah. I saw what happened yeah. when we were off air, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were flirting with Katie. Oh, yeah. Honestly, mate. Katie she on the phone. In, she came in here yeah. with three glasses of water. Yeah. You've stopped everything. You've yeah. turned around with those dream boat eyes of yours. And you've looked a square on and you've said, I'd murder one of those waters. Oh, <laughs> now, right. honestly, mate, I, uh, three, three, gla- three plastic glasses of water doesn't normally constitute an opening for mine, but Dickie has spotted it and gone hard. To, and look, I don't want to bust yeah. your bubble here, friend. No. I don't think she responded. No. You know uh, what this is? Katie on the phones is leaving us. I know. Oh. She's going off to the big time ratings wars in Albury. I know. Victoria. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's obviously it's a yeah. sure leave kind of arrangement. Richie's woken up and pumped his hair full of the well of balsam. Uh, <laughs> and he's gone, you know, give her something to go on with. Worn his best jumper. Uh, yeah, look at you today. Honestly, if I wasn't married with twins, Richard, <laughs> I'm having inappropriate thoughts for a, for a husband and father right now. Oh. We'll, we've got inappropriate thoughts coming up later in the show. Oh, fantastic. That's our new phone-in segment. <laughs> Is it? Uh, well, let's uh, get off Mr. Mars's case for at least a couple of minutes. Yeah, okay. And what... Recently on the resume, Rob, where have you been? Mate, I've been travelling all around this um, this great globe of ours. Where have I've you been, come from? I've come from America. Oh, right, um, now, yesterday we had Lockie Hume just back from Hollywood. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, bitterness, resentment. Doesn't get along with Toronto. Acrimonious disputes, a go-go. Yeah. yeah. Smashed a phone. Oh, awful. Yeah. Libeled a few film producers. Awful. <laughs> Most of them. Made up some rumours about Screech. Yeah. Awful. Uh, what is your view? Of I, the states. I tell you, I come back here with a message of optimism and hope for your listeners, oh, Tony Martin. I like truly do. Those. We normally I, have one. Uh, oh, it's every third week. We yeah. try to slip one in. No problems at all. Honestly, I, I, the world may feel like it's going mad and crazy. Yeah, it does. but we're actually on the right path, my friends. Are we? I visited Malibu when I was there, which oh, is home yes. of, um, our, you know, our slightly anti-Semitic friend Mel. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, two things on Malibu. Remember, he said. I own Malibu. That's yeah. right, he claimed that. Absolutely fine. Malibu's a hole and he can have it, so <laughs> okay. don't you worry about that. Now, the next thing about Malibu, and this is where the optimism and hope comes from, mm. I was um, at the beach in Malibu, um, yeah. obviously, you know, dining with some rich, um, high-flying oh, friends of mine. Sure. And a woman with her dogs was coming along the beach. She came up to the, the balcony and she yelled out, she said, excuse me, you've got to call the Coast Guard right now. There's, this, there, there, there's a seal over there and he's stuck in a rock. A seal. Call the Coast Guard. And I, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go and check this predicament out. Yeah. So I've wandered on down, and I've seen, Tony, a seal on a rock. Cute seal? It was, well, let's not go there. YouTube right. friendly? <laughs> you can read yes to that. Yeah! And so, uh, and so anyway, so I've gone down and had a look at this seal stuck on a rock. Yeah. And meanwhile, the person that I was dining with has gotten to the Coast Guard. And, and he said to the Coast Guard, um... There's a seal, and the Coast Guard said, where is it? He says, it's on a rock. He said, rock's surrounded by water. Yeah. And he's gone, yeah. And the Coast Guard says, okay, that's its habitat. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Okay. Now, true enough, I went, I, went, I went down to the rock, right? I went down to the rock, and she said, I think it's Flipper, it may be caught. And I, I looked, and the, 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 the seals looked at me and said, what are you doing here? This is my, this is my, this is my homey place, man. some rays here. And shortly enough, the woman with the dog, anyway, the dog got the, got the shits with it all, has jumped up on the dog and barked at the seal, <laughs> and the seal's just going, well, look, I've had enough of all of you. And he swam off, quite happily. Now, the moral of that story and why it's optimistic is because the Americans want to help. They do. Yeah. They just don't know how. <laughs> that's true. It's they spot something and they think, well, that's in trouble. It's not living in a, you know, a, a five-bedroom condo. It's stuck on a rock. That's your lax SUV. Absolutely. Where's its Humvee? So yeah. we've got to reposition its brand. Oh dear lord. So anyway, so that so that's America. They they truly want to help. They've just got no but clue. That woman never did never put, thought that a seal might go on a rock before. I honestly did she think that it was like a fish. And a I don't I don't know whether she thought it was a brother or a sister of hers, or whether it was a human in an odd shape <laughs> called seal. It's hard to know. So you're suggesting that the world hasn't gone as topsy-turvy as we may be thinking. It hasn't is. gone, Matt. And in fact, the signs are that it's going to bounce right back because I've just come from Coffs Harbour. Right. And the big banana up there, Tony. Oh, how's yeah. the banana looking? Five years ago, five years down. ago, it was a ghost town up there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here to report, my friend, that Cyclone Larry is the best thing that's happened to bananas in this country. <laughs> that you bumped the price of bananas up to $14 a kilo, and all of a sudden, Aussies want Banana paraphernalia. Yes, of course. <laughs> and we're talking. I mean, we're talking. The, 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 it's it was cheaper to eat stuffed bananas. Mate, and that big banana. It might as well be made of gold. My oh, God. Well, a couple of years ago, bananas and pajamas covered in bling these days. <laughs> so full of themselves. Oh, guys. No talking to other people. A couple of years ago, they were thinking of painting that big banana brown. You well, know, not it was anymore. Uh, to make it what? Old and useless. But it's back, my friends, and it's oh. beautiful. Not only are they eating chocolate frozen bananas, oh. right? Banana smoothies, oh. banana sundaes. Yeah. Okay, the, the merchandising shop is full of people, and we're not just talking key rings and tea towels, Tony. No, no, no. No. Oh my God, there's banana, there's banana towels. Oh, yeah, You've got yeah, yeah. banana full things. You've got banana headdresses, oh, banana clothing, say, banana hats. Like yeah, banana and it's not like the car park's just full of you know three massive buses full yeah, of yeah, bogans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking that have just you know sort of falsely packed the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some contra deal with a with a holiday destination. There's nothing of that. Much we're yet. talking hundreds and hundreds of privately registered vehicles. Oh, Wow. All of these people have made independent decisions Private to wake up that morning and say, I'm going to make my day a little better today. Far I'm going to visit banana. the Big Banana. <laughs> wow. Great. That's good to know that that's going on out there. Good exhibition, the Big Banana. Uh, look, honestly, it's, it's something that brings hope to the wow. kids of Australia yeah. and it reminds adults of what it was like to be young. But then again, wacky behaviour is busting out all, all over. What's oh, This is the kind of stuff that is going on out there. What's happened? Tokyo, listen to this. Oh, yeah. The leader of a right-wing group in Japan was arrested this week for allegedly sending one of his own fingers through the mail with a threatening letter to a North Korea-affiliated group in Tokyo. 27-year-old man said he cut off his right pinky finger and sent it to the head of the Korean Residents Association in Japan just to let him know. Just to let them know. That we're not happy with the potential nuclear testing. Um, I'm not that unhappy, though. And normally you send thinking. someone else's finger through the mail yeah, when you're mate. issuing a threat. Yeah. Not your own finger. Oh, mate, and if you're going to make a statement, make it your thumb. It, or the middle finger. Yeah. Just send the middle finger. What if they do ten, like nine more tests? What if Dr. <laughs> Egan, nine, he'll be stumpy. Old stumpy's unhappy. Yeah, he'll just he'll be, be a writhing torso by the end of this. <laughs> yeah, he'll be picking his nose with his wrist, friend, and that's not pretty. What do, you, what do you learn, though? If someone sends you a finger in the mail, 
still, as protester, if like if if windswept, if I didn't like windswept's panelling anymore, mm -hmm. and I sent him a pinky just to let him know, yeah. what kind of message is he going to get? What's he going to stop? <laughs> it? <laughs> it would depend what cover note you put with it. Ah, <laughs> right. Don't make me send me. You know that's what's going to be. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Don't you? You've got to make sure that you look fantastic. I'll send more! <laughs> Rich, you, would you, what do you reckon, Rich? If I sent you a pinky in the, a strongly worded letter, Dear Windswept, yeah. uh, you know, your button pushing is really starting to get to me. And try uh, using this to push the buttons with. Yeah, yeah, try using this to push the buttons with, uh, and then get back to me, and then obviously a return address. Mm -hmm. well, how would you take that? Well, I prefer that you would send me one of your ears, like Vincent Van Gogh, something yeah. like that. Really? Yeah, so then you can really say it with love. Oh, and then man, just you know I mean? more and more post packs start arriving. Panel <laughs> better or sit can, on this. And then you can reassemble me in your house, <laughs> like a puzzle. I think I think you'd be a stronger statement to send Windswept one of his own fingers. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay. That's a good idea. All right. Well, that's what's going on out there. Severed oh, fingers and banana work. Oh. I think we're away. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Nikki is sending me all of her fingers at once. That's how far we are late already. Here, get this. <laughs> that's enough out of you. Chili Peppers uh, with Rob Carlton, our co-host today. Just, well... Going for a gurning festival record, I reckon. <laughs> Look, you know, I've got one of those spaces <laughs> built for gurning. Hey, that's going to be handy because mm. we're doing lookalikes. Yeah, that's, that's coming up later. Oh, boy. Yeah. As we climb Talkback Mountain. No, if you've just joined us, it is Get This. Being here, so lucky. It's <laughs> a voice from the past. <laughs> I don't remember who he is, but I, I, I just feel angry. What is it? I am not sure who that was. Yeah. Somebody we used to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Hey, Rob, mm. you've been overseas with some film you made. Yeah, that's right. Actually, it's the same. It's, man, it's the same six-minute film that I've been waggling around the country with for the last few months. Oh, uh, Carmichael and Shane, my six-minute film about a single father of twins that chooses a favourite child. Right. Where have you pitched it? Where has it gone? <laughs> Man, we've just been into the Rocky Mountains at uh, Colorado in Telluride. How'd you is, go? Mate, it went, it went gangbusters. And, and we hang got on, it. when you do a short film, though, yeah. I mean, obviously, then people aren't just coming along, there's not red carpet for six minutes. No, happily, it was attached to um, the winner of the Berlin Film Festival, oh, a Russian well. film called The Italian. Worked that out. Oh, um, right. But so everyone wanted to see the Italian, yeah. but by default they had to sit through our film. Wow, yeah. oh, it was excellent. Well, well yeah, done. Yeah, that's how, to, that's how well. to find an audience. <laughs> yeah, and back on someone else's greatness. How'd it go, mate? It went gangbusters. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got it right up in the Wall Street Journal. Why? Wow! wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there a yeah. lot of references to the Dow Jones in this <laughs> um, film? <laughs> you know, I've got a couple of economic imperative uh, references yeah, in there just to satisfy Joe Morgenstern, uh, Wall Street <laughs> Journal <laughs> critic. Um, but, yeah, man, they, they covered the Telluride Film Festival, and there's some incredible movies um, get premiered at this. Mm. Uh, it's a very prestigious uh, film mm. festival. And then they cover all these great films uh, like Babel and, um, and Last King of Scotland and all Screech of that. Screech's sex, <laughs> sex tape wasn't there. Wasn't there. Um, but it was actually, there was a lot of talk about it there. Um, and so anyway, the, the Wall Street Journal guy, Chogan Morgenstern, covers the whole of the Telluride Film Festival and gives a paragraph to our little film. And what kind That's of great. stuff? Did you get like some quotes you can put on I did actually. Back of the tone. I did, I did. I've got them written on my back in, uh, in, <laughs> in sort of, in lifelasting ink. Uh, yeah, it just says, uh, well, our film cost about $20 to and make. And just turn around for a second if you the, could write. Oh, dear Lord. Tour de force. Triumph. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, no, he said a lot of nice things. So yeah, no, we've had a, a good run with critics. Like oh, that. look. How do you go with the critics, Ed? Do you cop it? 
Mate, I've never really uh, had done anything of, of note to get to... Uh, no, there was one somebody put on your Wikipedia page. Uh, there was, oh, yeah. Ed did a play at university, mm-hmm. and it was described... The review said, best seen as an exercise for developing actors. Yeah. What what play was that, Ed? That was Lucky down at the ATYP, to, uh, Robbie. Okay. Yeah, so I think that probably counts as a panning, does it? I guess so. I'm so I've only clear. ever had one that was a panning. Well, you're in Boytown. Well, we, we, the two of us. We're both in Boytown. We're both in Boytown. We have three lines each in Boytown. Yeah. The mm. big premiere mm. uh, tonight, and the film has copped it from oh, uh, Empire no. Magazine. What's happened? The bloke with Simon Jones has gone to town. Hi, Simon. But Isn't he, he a broken-down English cricketer? <laughs> Wasn't he in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? <laughs> He's all of those Simon things. Oh, dear Jesus, and here he is writing the film. <laughs> but have a listen to this review. What he goes, got? hard to think that once upon a time Mick Malloy was involved in two of Australia's edgiest comedy shows, The Degeneration and edgy. The Late Show. I didn't realise you were edgy, Tony. Totally. You were nerdy. We were edgy when we were doing all those fart jokes. Oh, I thought you were nerdy. Apparently. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sh- see, that's the premise that he needs for this review to work. The okay. idea that we were sort of like the chaser. Or, oh, and you guys were renegades. We were Chris Morris. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That. You did offend a lot of, you know, Mr. Whippy Van people. <laughs> uh, in those days, we had a scant concern for family-friendly laughs, okay. uh, and it set up the careers for the likes of, and listen to this, so he knows all about us, apparently uh, set up careers for the likes of Rob Sitch, Jane Kennedy, yeah. Rob G, Who's Rob G? Santo Chilaro, and Malloy. So he Rob doesn't G. even know who we are. Okay, so Rob, Rob G. G. Andrew G's brother, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Just and, as good. And Little known. Each of us has since veered increasingly into mainstream territory. That's true, Tone. Where subverting, subverting the norm isn't as much a concern as appealing to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. So, for this review to work, the idea is we were like really edgy sort of experimental artists yeah, on The Late yeah, Show, yeah, 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 yeah. and now we're just doing mainstream yes, comedy. You are, you are a sellout. Except that we were on Triple M for five years before we did The Late Show. Yeah, no, listen. Doing the most commercially broad comedy imaginable. Yeah. Mm. And what do we actually do on The Late Show? We dubbed fart jokes over old episodes of Bluey. Which was great. Took the piss out of late night ads. Yes. Uh, had an incompetent stuntman. Yes. Like, you know, Paul Hogan used to yeah. in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's a great show. It's, it's probably the favourite thing that I've done. But it wasn't really... <laughs> except for working with your gavelly. But... It's hardly edgy. No. It's hardly radical no. gear. No. Playing old clips from Countdown and saying, look at those ridiculous pants. No. Tony, you've convinced me. But you, apparently... You, you suck. <laughs> you suck. But apparently... I thought you were all right before this. Now I feel like going and taking a shower, mate. And that's because you're disappointed with the career development of Rob with, G. I'm yeah. disappointed with a hell of a lot now. I came in with a message of optimism and hope. And in one one-minute spray, you've taken my heart and you've ground it to dust. That's what we do. So, what's Simon Jones's number? I'm going to hook up with him and have a coffee. Well, Ooh. maybe you could give him a call and ask him who Rob G is. Because yeah, right. apparently his career has gone to Well, shit. perhaps he can make the troika for our... Uh, On it goes. <laughs> Boytown continues this journey, which doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. Um, calling to mind other Malloy films such as Bad Eggs, Cracker Jack and The Brush Off. What? The Brush Off was a telly movie yeah. based on a Shane Maloney novel yeah. written by John Clark, yeah. directed by Sam Neill, yeah. which Mick had a small supporting role in. Yeah, that's a Malloy production, Tone. That's of a piece with Cracker Jack, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. Right. Yeah. Then, in, in reference to Boytown, he says uh, uh, the parodying of boy bands is uh, throughout and not without its humour to the point where this can be considered a this is spinal tap for the boy band generation, but where Christopher Guest managed to flesh Spinal Tap into a multi-layered complex parody. What do you mean? Rob Reiner directed uh, Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. So you've got a film director who thinks that Mick Malloy wrote yeah, The Brush Off. No, this is 
Yeah, the uh, Christopher Guest directed Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, someone yeah. called Rob G. Yeah, yeah, has yeah. Had a career that's gone down the that's toilet. That's true, though. He's G. If Robbie G, if you're listening, you know, get off the gear, man. Get back to your edgy days. So we're not subversive enough. No. Here's a subversive idea. Yeah. Hiring someone to write a film review knows nothing about movies or comedy. Wait a second. And putting it in your national magazine. That's, that's edgy. That's not a bad idea. Mm. So, Simon Jones, that's if you want to give us a call and tell us how you got the job, yeah. despite knowing Sweet F.A. about well, anything at all... I know a little bit about we'll getting, take it. Get, getting jobs that you know Sweet F.A. about. Oh, that's true. This that's job. your that's thing. That's true. We can't really point the finger on this show, no, can that's we? That's your so thing. That, that's my go. Yeah. Uh, Robbie once gave me a job. And I knew as a masseuse, as he a, was terrible. Yeah. Oh, well, as come a on. At the start, the hot rocks were nice. <laughs> oh, they were. And the Andy was were. happy to say the least. It was. You know uh, it was a. It was a happy day. <laughs> but, a happy day, Ed Cavalier. Are you sitting here though, like a lot of our newer listeners in Newcastle, Rob, uh, and wondering exactly how Ed did get this job? Ed, uh, like a lot of our Newcastle friends, I'm wondering. They call in and they go, "We do enjoy Ed's antics." Do we? Ah. The sizzle for segments that never yeah, seem yeah, to happen. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. But how did he get the gig? Lying. And we have had a lot of requests to replay uh, the Ed Cavalier documentary. We played the first week. The very first show we ever did. Which I, when I, I was quite mute when we first started. Yeah. Mm. Because really all you'd done on the radio was uh, crosses from yeah, yeah, yeah. the Give Black Thunder. And have we got one of those here? Have a listen. Uh-huh. Good morning, uh, Triple M Street Team. Out and about on the street. Hepburn Park is where your bonus is going to come and grab there the free stuff. Coca Cola Zero, oh. Zero Sugar Maximum. Take that four is the. Early work of Ed Cavalier. And wow. I shocked the best Easter eggs in the world. That's so quite enough. We heard yeah, the good heavens bits. above. The trick, is, the trick is not to hit the product, right? Don't hit the, uh, like, let's say we were... You hit you the know, end. Rob Carlton's body oil, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say we were we were flogging that. Mm-hmm. The trick is not to go, Rob Carlton's body oil. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to... When, it, when you say what the benefits are, Rob Carlton's mm-hmm. body oil... Helps you feel like Rob Carlton. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Be as smooth as Rob Carlton. Oh, yeah. Rob Carlton's body oil. Be as smooth as Rob Carlton. Oh, is that how it works? Because you want the message in there, Mike. There well, see, I, see, there's more to it. <laughs> We're sitting here laughing at those live crosses, and there's a lot more to the art of it. It seems there Rob. is. I think Novacastrians want to hear more. Well, that's it. When I didn't realise how seriously Ed was taken in the industry. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. in our very first show six months ago, uh, I went around and interviewed a few radio mm-hmm. people, and uh, here it is Ed's early work. It's amazing. You go to any radio station in this country and the talk around the water cooler is Cavalier. What's he got for his next? And you have to wonder, I mean, what's he working on? He's an amazing performer, great energy um, and just works a crowd. I don't know where, uh, where he gets it from, the patter, the gab. But he has got it. I mean, he's the man. Look, if I had to use one word, it'd be um, two to force. I don't know. Every time I go, you know, into an in-store or into just walking past a radio station, people are always just like, come on, you know, do a cross, and always coming up to me, asking me for, you know, drinks and CDs and stuff. Just do a cross, Ed, do a cross. I've had announcers say to me that they're not going to go on after him. They can't follow it. I was at a function once and Lawsy took me aside and he just said, mate, I'm going to retire because if you're going to put that kind of thing to ear, crosses from the Black Thunder with Ed Cavalier giving away CDs, giving away prize packs, um, you know, nanopods, I mean... Alan Jones said to me that he feels personally inadequate. Um, I don't think that's anything to do with Ed Cavalier, but... It might be. It's embarrassing apart from anything else. I mean, it's my work. It's not who I am. It's all seat of the pants stuff. I mean, he hasn't got a script. Hey, you know, it's just all coming out of his mouth. I mean, I don't know where he comes up with it. 
I'm amazed they haven't done a bloody uh, a record, an album of it, because it's. You'd hate to think it's all just going out the bloody ether and never going to be heard again. I see all the the new guys. I hear the tapes. They come in. None of them, in my opinion, of Matt Cavalli. You go to one of his crosses. It's like you know bloody honey. I love his energy for it as well because a lot of people can be dismissive in that area but he commits to it. Catches today 12 to 1, 15 minutes time. Well, a guy used to work with Brian Beery in Brisbane and he retired because of uh, one of Ed's crosses. I mean I remember he just he just had it on. It was 25 seconds in and he just said that's it. And I had his resignation on my desk before Ed had even given away the the Alien Ant Farm album. It was tragic. A career in tatters. You know, look, if he's doing a cross, you know, they just come out of the woodwork from everywhere, you know, swarming. I mean, they know they're going to hear something concise, you know, and a bit of poetry in there as well. I mean, I once, uh, I was moved to tears once during one of his crosses from, it was an in-store by Wickfield, and I, I had to go and lie down in the back of the thunder. Oh, well, that's really flattering, but you, you know, the sad fact is that it's, it's just not enough. I, I feel like I've got so much more to offer. There's a voice inside me saying, You don't blow like the breeze you were born to be. I mean, it's great being the best at this. You die down in the trees and try and hide. Time to triple M Street Team, how's about a Marine Parade? Will you witness the dark? Live cross of the year. All you need. And the winner is... A cathedral of torches light the night. Edward Cavalier. That's all well and good. Here I am. But there must be more. I'm your so here I am, Tone. Uh, Ed, can I just say, this is all sounding very gay. What are you talking about? Well, that, for example... It runs deep like a shallow, noisy stream. Shallow, noisy stream. Right, that's enough. Turn that music off, Maddie. Hey, nothing gay about a shallow, noisy stream. Sorry, time. Ed. Go to the ID, please. Somebody. Get this. I'm, 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 I'm as happy as I've ever been. For the next big thing from Mercedes-Benz. You're listening to Get This around the nation on Triple M or KOFM in Newcastle. Ding. And I think the podcast, it's a two-podcast week. Oh, what have we got? Uh, Rob Carlton is with us. Hello. Can you get into the podcast, Rob? I do, actually, yeah. I've just been given an iPod, so... Uh... Oh, you like this. We've got so much up there this week. What, what have we got? What have we well, got? you've got the standard Get This Bacon Filled. Yep. That's got... Uh... Oh, what's in there? Goosey Woozy? No, Goosey, I don't think. Oh, Ben Folds. There's ben a bit Folds. of Ben Folds. Good, There's a bit good, of Greg good. Fleet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um... oh, a bit of Brian Nankervis. Yep, bit a bit of, of Tony Wilson. Great bit of Snato Garrow. No Snato Garra this week. We're so behind on the Why podcast. The show's getting so long that the podcasts are getting right. further behind. So in, in order to alleviate the pressure, uh, uh. Podcastle is up there. What's Our first show into Newcastle oh, yeah. in its entirety. Oh, right. The Podcastle. That's a good one. That's Podcastle. a good one. It's for people who are like new to the show, yep. mm, can't work out what the hell we're talking about. Yep. Yep. Drink in the podcastle yep. Yep. and be brought up to speed. Right. Now, the Shelbos, uh, Ryan Shelbo Shelton, yeah. from, from your real stories, mm. he's been tabulating all our running kind of gags. And he's going to, next time he comes in, he, we're going to do an explaining show where we explain all the nonsense that we That'd go That'd be on handy. With. Very handy. Because I, mean, I can't follow a lot of what I've we're saying. I've got no idea who Gary Cutthrough is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talk about him, but I don't remember why we brought him up. 
you know? Why are we so obsessed with caftans? I don't know. We, oh, need, yeah. some, we need some help with our own oh, show. I tell you, it certainly would have helped me uh, coming oh. onto the show with a little, just to have a little cheat list. Well, uh, have a little something that I could look at and go, oh, right. Rob, that's oh. what's going on. But instead, I feel like I'm in the Nah, court. come on, Robbie. No. Come on, Robbie. Music. That's what Robbie told me he wanted. Oh. Have we got some good musical guests? Is that true that John Mayer is coming on the show? True. A lot of people sort of emailed in wanting to know whether he really is. He's going to be duetting with Ed no, on Body is a Wonderland. How oh, am I going to delete that? How Tex and Tim, that? are they coming in? Are we getting Tex Perkins and Tim Rogers? I hope so. I think so. In negotiations. Uh, <laughs> to to put some clothes on and get in here. Robin Hitchcock, how's that for an unlikely person to hear on this yeah. station? Robin Hitchcock, singer-songwriter, is coming okay. in on the show in a couple okay. of weeks. Okay. Dave Graney has brokered a deal mm. so we can get Robin Hitchcock in here. It's all coming up, but, you know, the real music now? comes out of the mind of Ed Cavalier. What have Ooh. you got for us? Uh, I mean, what do you what want do to you hear? Want, Robbie? I want, you know, I've got a new genre of music I'd what like to explore, you, Robbie. What's that one? It's called breath rock. What is breath rock? Re breath rock's kind of like your power ballad. Yeah. You'll often hear it as a soundtrack. Oh, it yeah, constitutes... Yeah, yeah. Heavy rock, generally long hair, yeah. oh, yeah. a man on a cliff top, oh, singing yeah. about love, yeah. right, with 80% breath, 20% oh, yeah. rock. Can you demonstrate a Classic bit example from um, one of those big uh, big Bruckheimer movies, right? Yeah. I won't close my eyes because oh, yeah. I miss baby, yeah. and I don't want to miss the thing. Yeah. Now, do you hear that? There's there. not much rock, nah. but a hell of a lot of breath. A lot of breath. Nights in white satin. Yes. Does that count? Oh, give us a bit. Nights in white satin Never reach to the end Something or other Something else Because I love mm. you That's How exact I love you Lyrics That's that quite one? beautiful, yeah it's, I, I would typify it more with a quivering bottom jaw yeah. ah. It's a bit like that breathy acting like, Do you Sam Worthington and Macbeth for us Is this a dagger I see before me? One of the uh, daggers of the mind Ah, oh, very nice. That's Just not dissimilar. the way the bard wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's very similar. You know, he's in the season of the premiere. Miss Russell Crowe is leading the charge for breath acting in this exactly. country. Yeah, oh, he's Alec amazing. Baldwin really brought it back into fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah, Clint Eastwood invented breath acting. Yes, he did. Because they made the microphone so loud that he could just say nothing. And then uh, Alec Baldwin, who just had a normal voice for years yeah. and then suddenly started talking like this. Get more close-ups. Mm -hmm. Get more close-ups. That's what it's all about. Simon Westaway was the great Australian exponent of it. Oh, right. Janus, Phoenix, and, you know, all these things. He go the breath acting. Uh, by the, the last scene that I did with Simon Westaway, and I, I'm, a, I'm a good friend of Simon's, the last scene I did with him, it was almost unintelligible. It was, and I tell you what, it was, it was threateningly tough, but um, difficult to decipher. <laughs> <laughs> but breathy is all get out. Breathy is all get out now. Hey, Rich. Yeah. Do you think you could incorporate kind of breathy talk? See, I reckon Ooh, when, when yeah. Katie had come in early with that water uh, yeah. and you'd yeah. said uh, fully, I could murder one of those. Uh, so just a bit of... Just one of those, mate. Russell Crowe style. Yeah, yeah, you'll find yourself in Albury next week he, paneling your, uh, someone else's here's show. Your, uh, here's yeah. your water, Rich. I could murder a glass of water. Oh, I see. <laughs> no, well, look, you've, you've ballsed it up with the pause. Yeah, or a bit oh, of... I, 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 wanted to give, I wanted to give a glass of water... A bit of gas. Yeah. I wanted to underline nah, it. Let's go again. Just, just. Did you did you learn nothing from Ed earlier yeah, in the show? Yeah, yeah. It's not about the water. No, I never it's did. about the effects the water yeah, exactly. has. <laughs> you ready, Rich? I could murder a glass of water. Ooh. There you think go. Russell, think Russell. Pretend that you're Russell Crowe. Yeah, pretend yeah, yeah. you've got an axe in the hand and yeah. you're about to launch into a toe fog mm. classic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Two sugars, thanks, love. Oh, there you go. That's the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Gravitas. Yeah. The show's almost over. What yeah. music have you oh, got uh, for us, Ed? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to play some... I've played this a lot. <laughs> Jeez, I've played this a lot. <laughs> um, let's just start. Look, it's a guitar, and I'm going to play... Uh, I'm going to play piano with my face. Two, three, four. <laughs> Here I go. I'll probably <laughs> <it on piano. laughs> I think there you I need go. your own music jury. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That'll be Paul Kelly. Good stuff. It's Get This Around the Nation. Rob Carlton, actor Rob Carlton, is our guest today. Tony. Yeah. And uh, we're brought to you by the next big thing from Mercedes-Benz. No idea what it is. They're going to tell us on Monday. We're hoping it's a van that can talk. <laughs> you read my mind. And if it talks, it's got to have one of those Russell Crowe voices. Turn right at the next lights. Carrying talk. Nice flannies, mate. <laughs> Just could compliment you as you're yeah, driving yeah. along. Nice flannies, that's good. Yeah. Or it could talk in like, it's, it's, it's horn to be. <laughs> oh, hang on. Are we getting to the good bit of this? Turn it up. The synthesis. Oh, isn't that good? Do you reckon David Hasselhoff himself played that riff? Oh, man. He just woke up screaming in the night like he just he sat up, he sat up in his bed, crawled upright one night, and and he went to the, the synthesizer that he sleeps with and just banged it out. Mm. Oh. Fantastic! Hey, let's get up the mountain. We are so late. We have never late, been so late. Jeez, I reckon. Yeah, the next shift's not looking like it's going to be very long. Is no, it? if you're doing a show after this, yeah, um, I'd take a break. Yeah, have another coffee. Yeah. Mm. Go solarium. Get into the. <laughs> Solarium. <laughs> How do we run so late? Because I was ranting on about that review. Oh, Is that talk, guy called yet? Simon talk, Jones? No, I talk this about bloke has written a scathing well. review of Boytown, yeah, yeah, yeah. claiming that someone called Rob G, yeah. who was in the yeah, yeah. D generation, yep. claims that Christopher Guest directed yep. Spinal Tap. Yep, no, it didn't happen. Claims that Mick Malloy wrote the brush off. You know, it's it's, it's funny because incompetency is something that I uh, like to think that I've made a bit of a career out of. Sure, uh, but he's making us all look bad. I can't believe you haven't met him. He's <laughs> same. <laughs> but wouldn't they have editors? Like, wouldn't the editors go through yeah, the review? They're often people like me as well. You know oh, what okay, I mean? really? Yeah, we're everywhere. We're like <laughs> yeah, we're like you, three, you, you, run, you run this town. Yeah, the secret handshake of the incompetence. <laughs> we have people everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we are watching mm-hmm. and screwing things up. Let's uh, talk about lookalikes. That's what oh. we're going to do. Why? Because oh. as I've been hinting at all week, the eccentric mm. North Korean dictator <laughs> Kim Jong-il yep. has hired doubles to carry out his more mundane tasks. Uh, while Mr. Kim attends major state occasions, yep. two men stand in for him uh, you know, on routine visits to tractor factories and farms. Are you kidding me? They are the spitting image of Kim, the same age, the same height, with the same bouffant hairstyle mm-hmm. and pot belly, a yeah. South Korean news agency what? says. They are trained to behave like him and have even had plastic surgery to enhance the resemblance. Yeah. How's that? Something he doesn't want to do. Oh, not another tractor factory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can send B1 out. Do we make anything else apart from tractors? <laughs> I do it. I do it. I'm Would not you, me. I'm not me. <laughs> That's a this was This was, the get this on my calendars was one of my mundane tasks. Oh, yeah. I so I got, I got my double to come along here today and it's lovely to see you. <laughs> it's Rob Jong-il. <laughs> so Absolutely. Got today. Absolutely. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, I'm actually a North Korean actor. Oh, oh. The wife wants to have sex with me again, Sandy, man. Yeah, yeah no, Sandy. I haven't got the energy for this. Best yeah. of luck, bro. That's uh, a handy thing, though. Yeah, I, you know, for like if you had to have a colonoscopy, yeah. you just send him in to yeah. do that. I'd, actually, I, I'd, I'd take that. Yeah, I'd, probably, I'd, that's that a good idea. Be. You'd be up, you'd be up for that one. Oh man, I'd take some, care of this one, fellas. Some, <laughs> some stuff in life a man's got to do by himself. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so we're saying. Okay. We're not saying what would you do if you had two lookalikes. That's <laughs> no. probably a good phone in. But no. Not bad as well. Yeah. Dear Lord. Dovetail with that? No, we haven't got time for sorry, a dovetail. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Barely got no, time for like. the program. Okay. Uh, we want to know who is your lookalike? Who do you look like? Yeah. Who do you get oh, mistaken for? We've got uh, on our website, Robbie, mm-hmm. uh, which I probably should have brought up at this point. We've yeah. got, we've got, we've <laughs> got a number. up on the screen yeah, right look, now. Let's not talk about okay. that. I told you we're everywhere. Uh, is it, I look like, a, you know, like Chris Klein, the G Money Genie. Yep. And my new one, which I think is really good, is KD Lang. You look like KD. Yeah, I got a real strong touch of the KDs about me. Well, God bless you. <laughs> well, it's one triple three five three. People are always starting to call. Tone, you get a number of fictional characters. I get uh, Wally. I get the computers for dummy guys. Yeah. I get um, James Valentine, another fictional character. Yeah, and Robbie. Oh, mate, I um, I cross states and codes. I get Sturlo, <laughs> and I get Jacko. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, okay, for the listener, uh, you've not got a pretty picture in your mind at the moment. Jeez, it must be weird for your wife. When, I am uh, like the love child. And it's Jacko playing your double. Mate, that I'm like Jacko and Sturlow's love child. That's a weird image. It's not a pretty business. That's a very. <laughs> Still, I'm Jacko's love child. I know, I know. My wife has a, has a uh, stomach of iron. <laughs> I still get Andrew Denton, even though we actually you don't, don't look. We don't look anything right. the same. Are oh, you no. kidding? Aren't right. you peas in a pod? If I caught you two kissing, it would like it would look like a single celled organism <laughs> trying to split. The weirdest one was I got when Andrew Denton's uh, father passed away. I had three people stop me in the street and offer condolences, and they got so far into it that I couldn't. Did you, you know, pass them on? I had to keep going with it because I you? went, oh, it's you know, I can't. But Obviously. did you pass them on to Andrew? I faxed him. Yeah, yeah, good idea. <laughs> nice, good. Idea. Uh, Took out some sky ride. Robbie, love wasn't lost. Uh, Robbie, you uh, brought up. Uh, you said if you ever caught Tony and uh, Andrew Denton kissing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We, that was a, yeah. That uh, did slide right by. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was just for a pilot. <laughs> something the ABC had an idea for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not something that you would expect to be strangely titillating. <laughs> no. But uh, there you are. We'll do anything for ratings. <laughs> Yeah, what okay. about Mr. Marsden? Yeah, who do you get mistaken for? When I have a shaved head, you and McGregor. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Oh, when do you have a shaved head? Oh, yeah, when I'm crawling out of toilets. Of course. Uh, that's and making bad American film choices. <laughs> Mate, uh, let me assure you, shave your head, because the look that's going on now is a far cry from you and McGregor. <laughs> And if, if it's you, more proclaimers than yeah, you and yeah, McGregor yeah. at and the if, moment. If, if you want to get on the uh, on the Hume Highway up to Albury yeah. to be panelling Katie's desk next week, then you're going to be doing a much better job with the Hume McGregor you look like the old wavy face. Jacko, Jacko knows That's these things. Hey. Oi! Katie on the phones is leaving us next week. Yeah, She's yeah. going to co-host next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. I'm going to get her in here on this side of the yeah, microphone. Has anyone called, though? Oh, mate, it's chock-a-block. Uh, three five three is the number. Keep calling us in. Hello, Paul. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on, oh, hang on, hang on. Do we, we forgot we are going to do the Creed thing, Tone. <laughs> really hang on, you're a Paul. Hey, you got Save Paul on the, the line. Meeting. Hello, Paul. Paul. Oh, hi, Paul. Who do they tell you you look like? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yes. Bro. Yeah, I've been told, and what's worse, it was on Valentine's Day, I got told that I look like Patrick Swayze. Oh, oh dear Lord. That's great. But the ladies, you know, a lot of the ladies still like Mr. Swayze. Mm. Yeah, and nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Oh, mate, nobody puts baby in the Tell me, Paul, are you a four-foot-three gnome-like creature? <laughs> uh, what's funny is that I also got told I look like Robin Williams, so work that oh, out. Yeah. Robin Williams, oh, Patrick yeah. Swayze. You're a nasty little creature, aren't you, Paul? I'm actually six foot two. Oh. Yeah, six foot, I take that back, Paul. Yeah, you yeah. sound like an attractive man. <laughs> and an incredibly... Thanks, Milsey, no worries. No, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Paul. Okay, have we lost Paul? Yeah, I haven't yeah. talked to Paul anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get out of here. No 
nobody puts Ed in the corner. He's still there. Paul, <laughs> well, what's happening up top? I mean, have you got the mullet going? No, 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 no. Um, just a normal short back and sides. Never had a mullet. Oh, right. well, there's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Trying. Was there a film where he had the short back and sides? No, nah, he's always uh, mulleted. A roadhouse or something like that. Uh, oh, roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fantastic. It was some of his finest work. Yeah. Uh, hello, a lot of roadhouse fans call in, which is weird. Hello, Peter. How are you? Not bad guy. Yourself? Oh, we're great, mate. Who do you uh, Who do you get? Uh, I get a really bad one. I got, I got told I look like Kim Beasley. Oh. <laughs> and how severe is, is the this, resemblance? Yeah, is this 140 kilo Kim Beasley or 180 kilo Kim Beasley? Well, I'm 140 kilos myself. Well, I didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> and do you have a copy of our Kim Beasley theme music queued up in your car? I don't, as a matter of fact, but I like it. It's if, you, if anyone wants it, it's the theme to the movie The Taking of Pelham 123. It's on our website. It's a, there's a link to it on our website, on our Wikipedia page. If you go to the Wikipedia page, yeah. we don't have the rights. So you I've also just... got another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you were saying about the shaved head earlier, when I shave my head, I kind of resemble a rolly dog. A rolly dog? <laughs> oh, the <laughs> Sharpay. A Sharpay. Oh, that's, that's cute. A Kim Beasley and a Rolly dog. <laughs> are you talking? Maybe Kim Beasley's split personality. Maybe he's new Kim Beasley's new election ads. He should just be frolicking with toilet paper and people might be a little bit more... Frolicking with toilet paper with this music going. Yeah, now we're talking. Vote one Beasley. <laughs> hey, Peter, thank you, sir. Hello, Michael. Hey, how you doing, mate? Hey, I'm excellent. Who do you get? Uh, people tell me that I look like Shrek. Oh, <laughs> you and Laurie Oaks. My condolences. Mick Meredith, the uh, <laughs> Aussie comic, looks a hell of a lot like Shrek as well. <laughs> tell me, do you guys have, like, conventions that you go to? Like, cartoon look-alike freaks? No, no, we haven't had that, but uh, I paint myself green sometimes. And, can you oh. and Shrek has a Scottish accent, does he not? Can you do that? You do no, the... I'm not good with the voices. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Michael, well, before Shrek came out... Well, who did you get before that? Because I always wonder, because Shrek's a fairly new one. Yeah. But did you get someone... Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester! Uncle Fester! I bet you were glad Shrek came along. <laughs> so all the Uncle Festers upgraded to Shrek <laughs> when that you. film came out. Oh, thank, without thank a shadow you, sir. Of Thank you, Michael. <laughs> hello, Robbie. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hello. And uh, <laughs> well, who do you get, sir? Hello. Yeah, hello. Oh, no, no, hello. Uh, it's been a couple of years now. I get someone else now, but I'll get to that. But uh, I used to get uh, Hugh Grant. That's great! Oh, is that because of your startling Hugh resemblance? Or? Even the... Even the the hair. Oh, you <laughs> I bet that's your story, isn't it, mate? You get, I look like Hugh Grant, that's ladies. Hello, hello. No, mate, you don't look like Hugh Grant. You look like every other Aussie knob, <laughs> no, right, that's trying to pick up. No. Oh, guys like you, right, that convince yourselves that your good-looking English fops sicken me, friend. Honestly, no, no, no. no, no. Let's call a spade a spade. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're being heckled by a bloke who looks like Sterlo. We should do that. Uh, Robbie, just, can tap you, you, him on the use... just tap him on the scone for me, would you? <laughs> we can do that. No oh, worries. Balding scone. What's uh, have you you know used the resemblance to your advantage? Uh, how could you use Hugh Grant as an advantage? Oh, John, we... well, some of the ladies I go for that gear. Hugh Grant, love. I'm often asked to just go into a bit of um absolutely lovely, yeah, delightful. Oh, certainly. Oh, well, yeah. if you ever meet Divine yeah. Brown, there's an end. <laughs> oh, she's a delightful woman. <laughs> hey, no. you, hey, Robbie, who do you get now? Now that <laughs> bit of Croft, apparently. Who? Croft. Who's Croft? Shane Croft. Yeah. What does he do? I knew a footballer. How's that? Oh, he's a footballer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good but on. he doesn't really Good look like him. Done wrong. Hugh I know, Grant. I know, I know. 
that right? Have you had some work done, Robbie? No, no, no. Yeah. It, it, it was uh, it was uh, when I've been out before, so lights are a bit dark, a bit late in the morning. So. Oh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, you're one of those shadow dwellers. Yeah, yeah, I was, it was dark. I was in the back seat of a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There something going on. It's yeah, very okay, well. red. Hello, Robbie. <laughs> uh, sorry, hello, David. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Excellent. Who do you get? Uh, mate, I get little Anthony Kalea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Anthony Kalea. And are yeah. you little and can you sing? Not at all, not at all. I am, I've got my, you know, European background and I do live in Werribee too, so that, uh, my, ha- my hairdresser gives me heaps all the time. So That's uh, fantastic. If Anthony Kalea's looking for a body double, it could be you. <laughs> I'm sure he'd have heaps of mundane things yeah, in his diary. Talking. No, I'm not taking a bullet for him, that's for sure. Fair oh, enough. Well. <laughs> do you, David, do you reckon there's a lot of people planning assassinations of Anthony out there? Oh, no comment, mate, no comment. No comment! <laughs> oh, okay, you're going to have to send us your address and details. <laughs> um, stay on the line, Dave. Uh, let's, let's yes. stay on the line. Sergeant Carlton wants a few words. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being alert. <laughs> He's affiliated with the water rats. <laughs> yeah, mate, you watch out. I'll come to your place and knock it over with an axe. <laughs> what were you going to say there, David? No, cheers, boys. Thanks very much. Thank Thank you, thanks for being our final call. Week, David. We wound up the week with lookalikes. Thanks to everyone who called in. Thank you very much, Rob Carl. No, thanks for having us. With this film, you mentioned it. Uh, what's it called? Carmichael and Shane. It's just a little one. We'll have it out soon. On uh, you can download it and get go nuts. Oh, download it. That'll be the way to see that. Excellent work. Do you got anything you want to plug that's coming up? Come on. You no, mate, we're getting close to our own TV show, so more yeah. of that in the next couple of Hilarious. weeks. We'll see how we go. The Rob Carlton now. Hilarious. We're getting close. That'll be coming. It's our final show for the week. I must thank Richard Mars and pushing uh, the buttons. Uh, the delightful Katie on the phones. Yeah, well, the exceptional Matt Dow yeah, the pots yeah, and pans yeah, in the basement. Yeah, yeah. And the incredible Nicky Hamilton yes, making oh, sure it doesn't yes, fall off the rails. Yes. The knob jockeys around the network. Ed Cavalli, a pleasure as always. Hey, Martin, an absolute pleasure. Sizzle merchants all. And our key phrase today, I reckon it was that line of yours as Sam Worthington. Hit us with it. Is this a dagger I see before me? Or one of them daggers of the mind? <laughs> Oh dear. Of course. Oh and it's dear. all thanks to that next big thing. What is it from Mercedes Benz? Now it's all out in you know. Righto. Job done. I'll say. Thanks, Funky.